Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, hopefully me adjusting the volume on the fly there, the compressor will sort it out. Hello, I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Leave your fly out of this. Yeah. We're, we're back, back in the saddle. We're back in the saddle. Sorry we're late on this one. Um, we miscalculated the episodes. Yeah, sort we of. We thought we had enough episodes, but we don't. We didn't. We hadn't. Uh, and I was in Japan. And for where... future reference. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll come on to Japan in just a second. Mm. But just to, just do this admin properly if we're going to do it, as mm. we've failed to do it before. Right. Um, if you want to know, I, I did. I did put on Twitter that we were going to run on a bit late today, uh, and so people who who follow us on Twitter will be aware of that. If you're not following us on social media at Luke and Pete Show for all mm. that kind of behind the scenes battery chat admin stuff, scenes and beans, yeah, scenes and beans. That's a good mm. good way of putting it. And if you if you like the show and you listen to it every time, but you think you know what I could do with a bit more of mm. a bit more of the admin, yeah, of how they do it behind the scenes, exactly at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter and Instagram is the place for you. We- Pete. We, we can guarantee the scenes, but we can't guarantee the beans. Beans sometimes come up every now and again. I had kidney beans yesterday. Oh, <laughs> kidney beans are the worst kind of beans because they actually look like a kidney. Just tins, just a tin of the beans. Just, just, <laughs> did you drink the sauce? Tasty snack. The salty sauce. Yeah, in front, in front of the TV. The salty broth. Yeah. <laughs> what a treat. Mimi said, what do you want for dinner? I said, crack me open a tin Crack. of kidney beans, will you? Give us a drop, drop, drop us a big tin of KBs. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine the pumps, can't you? <laughs> oh, I've always thought you'd make a good cowboy, sat around a fire eating some beans. Blazing Saddles vibes. Blazing Saddles vibes. Yeah, yeah. Having a trump. Oh, on um, classic American comedies, um, I am um, now the head of a studio. I'm pleased to hear, I'm pleased to, to, to confirm I will, in fact, be in the remake of The Naked Gun. Okay. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's coming back, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? Is it? Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's why that's in your brain. Well, Leslie Nielsen, I, I was... Is so, quite famously dead. Yeah, I know, exactly. Mm. But I was, I was um, made aware of or reminded of a classic Leslie Nielsen line. I think it's from Police Squad, mm. um, which is the one... <laughs> Yeah. Is, is that the Wait. one that spawned the naked gun? Say again. It started off as police squad and it became the naked gun. Or yeah. the naked gun come off the back of it. Uh, I think naked gun. The film came after police squad. I think police squad was yeah, they definitely. Yeah, did. that's right. Two two classic lines from police squad. Mm. One is when he turns up at that woman's house and says, "Ma'am, I would have come earlier, but your husband wasn't dead then." Yeah. Uh, and the second nice. one is when he comes in to the bad guy's office and the mm. guy turns around. And says, "Who are you? And how did you get in here?" And he goes, uh, "I'm a locksmith, and 
I'm a locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Classic stuff. Uh, there's, um, you know, like the start bit where the car is kind of like going down the street and then they'll just have it kind of going through like women's changing rooms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah through like yeah. department stores. There's, there was a video recently of just a man going wild and just driving through. Don't think anyone's hurt. It was fine. Yeah. Um, was it O.J. Simpson? Famously in Naked Gun. Uh, he was sort of driving through um, just just it's through like shopping centres, through shops. Um, and he managed to get so far across town. I don't know what this story what was What town from. was it? I don't know. I just saw it online when I was in a kind of like a half-sleep, half-awake kind of situation. Was it I was in like, America? This guy, yeah, cause yeah. Was, oh God, wasn't yeah. Florida. Guaranteed yeah. Florida. <laughs> Guaranteed Florida. I've just noticed that because they've moved the table, I can move my, put my uh, Drink up coffee there. on the side, yeah. so that's safer for me and safer for you, the listener. Now, people listening in to this show won't have noticed anything all right other than the fact that this episode is a bit later yeah. because we pre-wrecked a lot of uh, episodes because Pete was going away to Japan. Mm. You are going to tell us all about your trip to Japan um, in, in a moment, but I just want to say previously on the Luke and Pete show, just get, bring people up to speed, mm. we've had a lake on top of a mountain in India with skeletons in it. Weetabix using skinheads to skinheads, skinheads, skinheads to advertise their breakfast cereal, eating raw chicken by mistake or by not by mistake, but by ordering by it. design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlucky numbers and the finest double agent of the Second World War. Just to remind you, hello at lukeandpeachshow.com if you want to get in touch about any of that stuff. Pete Donson, you're just fresh off the plane, fresh off the boat from Japan. In this morning, straight into the um, into the studio, mm. the floor is yours, my friend. I don't feel fresh. No, I bet. Um, I did see a man on the plane who was unusually tall. Um, Japanese people, not known for being um, statuesque. How tall um, are we talking? Well, I think their average is pretty much our average. We th- so I always thought, thought of the Japanese as being shorter than us. They're not. They're exactly the same size. But um, I think you get fewer really, really tall people in Japan. But this man was genuinely like, you know, like the man that was outside the Ridley's, believe it or not, on uh, Piccadilly. Robert Pershing Wadlow. Robert Pershing Wadlow. Eight foot 11 and three quarters. The tallest man to ever live. Yeah. This guy was like that. And he had a slightly feminine face, just like him. Um, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't that tall but he was cracking on for seven foot he was gigantic well it's funny I can see why he went for the premium economy seat that's all I'm saying did he and he squeezed yeah. into premium squeezed what, into what premium. are you doing in premium I was I went out on premium and let me tell you JAL a real shot in the arm for the premium economy lover <laughs> I love premium economy. <laughs> I, I, so I, I have a threshold, which I'm not going to tell people listening right. what it is, but I have a financial threshold that I will pay up to to go premium. She uh, offered me a premium economy seat for £280. Uh, I wasn't in premium economy on the way back, uh, but she said uh, it's going to be £280 or I don't know, 350,000 yen. Uh, and uh, I said, is it an aisle seat? She said, yes. I said, no. You don't want an aisle? Don't want know. I'm all about it. I never, get, I never get up. I I needed a wee from about five hours in, and I just sat there because I am a conscionable, conscionable, conscious. I'm just a nice guy. Yeah. Don't want to bother people. Yeah, I'd that's, rather wet myself. I mean, that is psychotic and behavior. Stink, stink the playing out with that, piss. That's like um, pretty sort of sociopathic Woman, behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just to come back on that, a couple of things. There's a new assistant producer started on on my show on Talksport on Friday nights mm. called Murray. Uh, and he's six foot six. That's, but I was, that's, 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 that's getting too unusually tall, isn't but it? But the thing is, I always massively overshoot it because I'm six three, right? So right. I don't I don't regularly see people taller than me. Right. And when I do, I get really excited. Yeah. So first of all, I was like, goodness me, how tall are you? You must be about six foot ten. Yeah. And he was like, uh, six foot six. But and that was a him, bit disappointing. But for him, he probably doesn't see you as being ab- abnormally large. 
No. And you, and you are abnormally large. No, I so. think he looks down on everyone, literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the difference between y- you and me, to him, probably nothing. Probably thinks, no. eh, probably the same size. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's what makes me happy. Speaking on the uh, on the plane flight thing, before we actually get into Japan, as promised, um, <laughs> I've only ever... So I, I, I got to the point, because obviously my now wife was living in the US and I used to go and travel to, to visit her quite a lot. Mm. And you build up the miles, don't you? And you build up the stuff that BA want to give you for being a regular flyer. And I managed <laughs> to get this bronze executive club thing, which doesn't really mean anything mm. and it's expired now anyway. But um, what it did mean is occasionally, if there was an opportunity to get an upgrade, I think you'd be near the front of the queue and you'd uh, get, a, but you'd have to pay, right? right? Anyway, so I never got any sort of free upgrade at all. And I used to occasionally pay a bit extra for premium, and and you, I think you get to choose your seat in economy before anyone else because you're a bronze executive okay. club yeah. member, and that's pretty much it. I mean, the silver and gold is amazing. You mm. get amazing. You get all the lounges and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so when it came to the time where my now wife moved to the UK, I flew over there to um, to help her move all mm. her stuff, and and she had a little farewell party and all the rest of it. Uh, got to Boston Airport to fly back. She was obviously very emotional, leaving her family. We had loads of stuff. I think we had nine bags. Mm. And BA, and I'd already budgeted for it, but BA, I think, charged you something like £40 for every bag over four four bags or something. And um, get to the front of the queue to check in with all our stuff. Um, The guy goes, oh, good news, Mr. Moore. Um, Yeah, we've got a a free upgrade for you to business. Mm. First time ever. Mm. I look at Mimi. I think, oh, wait, is it for both of us? No, just for you. Couldn't take it, could I? Well, you couldn't. couldn't I couldn't leave on her own. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, we could have given it to her, couldn't you? But the point was, she didn't want to be on her own on the flight because she was upset. So I couldn't, I couldn't, just, I couldn't activate it. Just, I couldn't activate yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, you could have laid down on the um, bed and covered yourself in like a shawl yeah. and pretended that you were the chair. Yeah. And she could have slept on top of you. Are you still single? In a, <laughs> in a loving, we in a loving up, embrace. We ended up compromising with the, it actually worked out okay in the end. Apart from for me, because I really want to go business. I've never, I've never flown business. Mm. It worked out okay in the end because we managed to negotiate with the checking guard that we could have all the bags on for free and we could both go premium instead. Oh. So it turned out okay. <clears throat> That's all right. But the, the moral of the story is, Pete, I sacrificed my <laughs> business class seat on the altar of love. I met a pilot who flies a FedEx uh, in Osaka uh, in a bar and he was a dick. <laughs> he flies all of the, <clears throat> he flies a lot of freight over for Fred at FedEx. And was he, it Pilot Neil? He wasn't Pilot Neil, no, but he was like going, oh was man. Gav? I said, I was sort of saying, so what's the setup? Like, because obviously, you know, there's no chairs in there, everything's just pulled out and everything's just kind of bits and bobs and they say, oh yeah, we got a cage for like the lithium batteries and we got a cage for the, the stuff and you got this room where you can, uh, where you can do some push-ups or some pull-ups. I was like, why does a pilot need to leave the cockpit yeah. There's no cockpit door. You just go out and you do and, and to do some yeah. bloody um, you know, working out. Why are you talking like that? What do you mean? Why was he talking like that? I don't know. He's just because he's he a bro. He's like a bro. He's like an he's an ex he's ex serviceman. Right. And he's a bit of a bro. How did you and start he was, talking to him? So, he, so his he, job he is to was, fly all over the world with freight. That's yeah, quite yeah. a cool job, isn't it? Yeah, but he says that I fly those planes faster than they're designed to fly. Oh god, one of those. One of those guys. Oh, one of those guys who said when they were eighteen they got a car and they it might look like a cheap car, but I've actually put a Ferrari engine in it. <laughs> And you can't look under the bonnet because it's broken. But see, we say, the and my girlfriend stick. goes to another school. The little stick because it's broken, so you can't you can't lift it up without it hitting you on the head. So yeah, exactly. um, yeah, he was a bit of a div. But um, fascinating stories about Frit. So people, so people who know how regularly you visit Japan, <coughs> myself included. Yes. I've never visited myself. I imagine the majority of people listening, perhaps, or at least a good percentage of them, won't have visited. You go there an awful lot. 
what are you doing there differently each time, and what did you do differently this, well, time, this time as opposed to previous well, visits? This time, I sort of followed around um, Chris Broad from Broad in Japan for a little while. Oh, that's right, uh, one of who, our sister podcasts. one of our sister podcasts, um, and saw what he was up to, doing a bit of cycling around uh, Japan. Oh, being a YouTuber is a bit of a pain in the arse. I tell you what, yeah, all they're doing is filming and filming and filming, and then at the night they just they get to bed really late because they're just editing, and then they get up again to to release, and then. They get about two hours sleep. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I did not kind of life. Not same as, it's not the same as a proper job, though, is it? Well, it is. It it just, I think people have a very, whenever um, YouTubers are discussed about, um, certainly the popular ones, they sort of, um, they sort of get a bit of, they talk about the money, don't they? It's, it's like, oh, oh my God, I can't believe this video game streamer uh, makes, you know, two million quid a month for all his streaming. And I can't believe that, uh, you know, PewDiePie makes so much money from his YouTube and stuff mm. like that. Um, and it's only ever discussed like that, but it's actually a whole fucking lot of work if you don't have a team behind you. So yeah, yeah, I was very surprised about the amount of work, and the amount of driving and cycling, and all kinds of well, shit. It's funny, it's funny because I'm quite, I'm quite friendly with Jack Dean, mm. who does, who's Jack mate on YouTube, lovely. And chat. he's been doing that for a long time. Hasn't yeah, he's, he's got been... about a million subscribers, mm. I think. But he, I don't think he does an awful lot of of actual videos. I think, I think he, his it's about YouTube culture, mm. slightly different. I think it does depend on the type of YouTube channel you've got. Yeah. Because I think some YouTubers have to do YouTube content all the time, don't they, yeah. to make it work. But you're just constantly like in, it, there's two kinds, I guess, isn't there? There's people who do kind of like uh, stuff about things or uh, there are people who can be resident in a set or their bedroom, you know what I mean? And, and keep doing it that way. And, that, and that's a little bit easier because you can edit like that, but... Oh, yes or no? I was exhausted. Yes or no? YouTube channel, is it a proper job? Uh, Yes, it is. Podcasting, is it a proper job? Uh, At this point in my life, it fucking is. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, right. Um, I want to, oh my God. So I got run over by an old lady. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, I've got a list of things. I've written, why do they hide beans and pillows? In Japanese hotels, a lot of business hotels have these weird kind of pillows where kidney they beans. have these very could be could be dried kidney beans. Yeah, could be dried. I'm not interested uh, in the dry ones. You've got to lentils, soak them overnight before you can eat them. Um, like they hide like they have really flat pillows, but they have like um, really hard little beans uh, in the bottom. Right. Uh, also, I was in an Airbnb where I had to hide a lot of the time because um, <laughs> they don't like uh, foreigners being in the building because Airbnb is a bit of a no-no. Uh, and I why is it a no-no? Why is that? <laughs> Japanese government uh, registered a plan where in which you can only have your uh, you can only rent out your uh, Airbnb for half the year. So it meant that a lot of uh, uh, right. buildings uh, became kind of Air, Airbnb no-nos. Because yeah, I guess if you buy a flat, you don't want you know loud foreigners partying every. Right. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask then, you if yeah. it's something to do with etiquette in a in a building and stuff. Yeah, and also just fear of the unknown and you know institutional racism. <laughs> it's, it's an island nation. They're a bit weird. Right. Okay. Uh, but um, but they, but and also um, for for the Aussies, it's a bit of a party destination as well. You know right. what I mean? It's like Bali, Japan. Like it's quite easy to get there to just piss about and, and be loud and obnoxious. Um. Uh. And so tell, yeah, tell so, us about so you got, how you got run over. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in um, Kyoto. I'm off to a monkey museum. Not really a museum. <laughs> monkey park. <laughs> and, Could this uh, be any more Donaldson? Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, what? I'm so glad she didn't fall off her bike. Oh God. Oh, so she's on a bike. She was on a moped. So when wow. I went to Seoul once, you I got, got run over yeah. by an old man. Famous story. That, Famous yeah. story. Yeah. And then uh, this time, I got run over by an old lady who sideswiped me with her thing, and she was. So, um, Luke, she, if she'd fallen, she was about eighty, right? And she would have, she would have really hurt herself. And I, and so, how did that actually happen? 
Were you all crossing the road? Were you? It was a 50-50 challenge. I, get, I gave <laughs> okay. the referee a decision to make. Um, I think I didn't go in too hard. She uh, would probably... I think CCTV would judge me more harshly than I did. How, is, how has the situation even manifested itself? Well, I've, I've stepped out in front of her, basically. Okay, right. and, and she, yeah. What and side she, of the road do they drive on Japan? Same as us left. Okay, so you got no excuse then? <laughs> no, I've got no excuse. Okay. No, she, uh, she, she went... But oh. managed to maintain... Uh, you know, uh, verticality, uh, right. and she she sort of turned around. Where Daijobu deska? Are you okay? And I was going Daijobu deska because she's about a hundred, and that's something the only Japanese you know. Daijobu deska. <laughs> so we're just two people going. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Can I go to the monkey sanctuary now? Thank you. Um, Did you but, get hurt? Because again, in Seoul, you got quite hurt. Didn't I you? got quite hurt. I got I got a little bit of a damage on in the bell bell, but um, yeah, it was it was fine. Um, okay. uh, what else have I written? What down was the here? monkey sanctuary like? Um, a bit depressing. Well, you know, was it one of those ones where they have they have they, the monkeys? Are they Barbary monkeys? Were they in the or Barbary apes were in the, the hot pools? Uh, the macaques. I think I think just Japanese macaques, aren't have they? Have you been to they're that? Just, I haven't been to that. No, That's I keep I keep on sort of. It is, but I mean, it's a similar sort of thing. This used to be, I think it was like a research station that was very popular with tourists. So they decided. Fuck off the research. Yeah. We've done enough on the macaque, uh, the macaques, and so they just um, they just toddle around having a scrap. They are, they are they're horrible, aggressive animals. The macaques. I thought, you were, I thought you were a friend of all the primates. I was, I'm a friend of some of them, but the macaques in particular. I remember I was in Malaysia once, and one, one of them stole a banana at my back pocket. Who knew? That bananas were attractive to monkeys. <laughs> one of the Someone most, should have told us that. One of the greatest TV scenes of all time <laughs> is when Carl Pilkington goes to I think it's India. And he's got um, a packet of Monster Munch, and he wants to feed them Monster Munch, which shouldn't, which shouldn't be happening. And, and one of them just comes up, has a look, and just swipes the bag, and Pilkington just gets absolutely gutted. That's the end of that, then. That's the end of that. I think it's India, but so it was similar to that, then, was it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Mission Impossible. Uh, Walker has the detonator. I've written down. Okay, uh, that was the film I was watching on the plane when the plane um, pulled into uh, Heathrow. So I don't know what happens. If someone could uh, give us a give me a tweet, would that be the most recent Mission Impossible? Yeah, thing? Walker Superman's got um, you know, like there was that thing where like they had a CGI Superman's mustache in Justice League because they because <laughs> he was doing Mission Impossible, he had a mustache in Mission Impossible. So they spent millions of pounds trying to CGI Superman's mustache off. So right throughout filming, Superman had a mustache. Right. Of Justice League, and they spent right. a million pounds. And if you watch Justice League, it's really obvious that they CGI out his moustache. Why don't you just let him have a moustache? Because Superman doesn't look like that. Yeah, because, yeah. I, I mean, because people would know why he had a moustache. I think it all was due to the fact that there was some delay because um, Tom Cruise broke his uh, ankle, didn't he? Uh, doing that jump in London. Yes. Uh, and But it just makes me laugh that n- not that good a moustache no. has kind of ruined a film, really, Speak, for me. Speaking of um, the old, the old dress-up, mm. Why were you sending me pictures? Up. Why were you sending me pictures of you with loads of fake tattoos on? Because I was because because Luke, um, we have very differing views about Halloween and dressing up. Your Halloween costume. <laughs> I've been getting pelters was, for this. What? I was getting pelters for this on Talksport last week. What, what do you mean? Because I said that I don't like when people. This is a slightly separate point. <laughs> no, I don't like it when people use fancy dress right. as an excuse to dress up all sexy. Is what I said. Right. It should be for me. It should be. Uh, would a case you... of like taking the rise out yourself. Yeah. Was I dressed all sexy? I think you think you were. Right. With fake tattoos. And a vest on. And a vest. And posing all over Instagram. Posing all... I, I sent one picture. Two pictures. Just remind the listeners how old you are. I'm 37. Yeah. 
I was I was at a Halloween party. It was a Halloween weekend. Everyone was dressed up. No further questions. That's that's what happened. No further questions. Why did you dress up like? Um, why have you changed Garth? your body language? Why did Why did you? I, why why did I just, you dress up? I'll tell Garth? you why. I'm pleased you asked. Actually, right. okay. Because I was sat down about seven p.m. Yeah. After a day at work. Yeah. In my pajamas after yeah. a shower, watching TV. Yeah. And Mimi came in and said, "I've dressed like Wayne." from Wayne Campbell from Wayne's World and because we're not going out anywhere because we've not been invited to a party this year which is basically my fault I suppose right. you need to dress up as Garth and we need to take some photos and put them on Instagram and right. I said I'm not doing okay. it I'm not doing it I said I'm not doing it right. she said you are doing it put a I've, wig laid, on, then. I've laid the food out put I've laid the clothes wi- out for you put a fucking wig on I didn't have one no further questions I didn't take it serious because I, I like to set myself up because I've got a British sense I of humour I like to set myself up I like to laugh at myself Pete unlike I just you think, just get into it get in, do, don't half ask. alright final question Final right. question: Did you or did you not instantly change one of your Tinder photos to that photo? I don't. I'm not on Tinder. I'm not on any dating app. Sorry, ladies slash men. <laughs> Why would you lie about it? Why would you lie about <laughs> it? <laughs> right. Let's go to a break because it's been twenty blooming minutes almost. Oh. And after that, we'll do some emails. Didn't get to the curse of the colonel. All oh, right. Bloody bloody hell! It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. What can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show <laughs> episode, whatever it is, 113, yeah. <laughs> um, 
well, the curse of the colonel maybe we'll come to next time around because I think that's probably oh, going to be quite a good story oh fuck I've still got loads of stories in Japan mate I'll do it next time alright then people have emailed it we're 117 emails behind now oh. we've got to catch up otherwise people do are going to stop emailing bloody emails then mate alright this one's from Simon in Norwich hi Simon I like this one he says hello gents um, of course if you want to get in touch hello at lukeandpeacher.com he says, hello, gents. Made a classic schoolboy error today. Oh. Having listened to your output for a few years, I've gathered a mental image of you both. Obviously never felt the need to look up your physical forms, though. Mm. That became apparent this evening after visiting the big smoke that is London today and consuming a few beers. I was sat in a pub near Liverpool Street Station and to the table adjacent to mine were two blokes. I watched for a while and was determined that they were you two. A small skinny bloke covered in tattoos and wearing a solid pair of trousers and his mate, a slightly bigger guy, wearing a beanie hat and a bushy ginger beard. Determined it, um, it was you, I, I approached the couple, only to be told they are not Luke and Pete, but are in fact German, and here for some sort of folk music concert. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, fine until they decided to join me afterwards to try and enlighten me on the UK's underground folk music scene. That sounds great, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I finished my beer, made my excuses, and left for a train that was still one hour from due. <laughs> Love the output, and uh, cheers, Simon. Mm. Um, you well, let's, let's talk about the basic errors that Simon's made there. One, yeah. you and I would never go drinking together. No, never Doesn't hang happen. out together. There's no happen. You never invite me out. You um, are a, a terrible friend. Yeah, fine. Secondly, um, if we were going to go out, we wouldn't mm. go out on Liverpool Street, would we? It's not convenient it's for either of us. It's a weird kind of um, place to... Liverpool Street Station, did he say? Yeah, well, Simon's waiting for the train, isn't he? That's, that's oh, basically yeah. why. Yeah, but why are they there? Yeah, exactly. Why are we there? No, it how, wasn't us. How do they know that he's got... How does he know that they're going to a folk music festival? Yeah, I, I don't know what we would... I've just remembered it, it wasn't us. Ver it's just folk music festival and... I was actually at the Cecil Sharp house a couple of weeks ago, which is the Your home. Your weekends are so boring. It Luke. was a weeknight. I've got fucking tattoos on. I'm running around fucking Shibuya with a fucking plastic baseball bat. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. my life, right? Yeah. I'm going to be going to the grave going, I'm glad I fucking did that. I'm glad I was pissed. I'm glad I was drinking squeak gun soup. I got out of the fucking vending machine. I'm glad. What are you running away and from? <laughs> <laughs> what are you running from? This show. <laughs> this show. I'm trying to run away from it every time. I've, I like the message our colleague sent the other day, which mm. I thought was tremendously accurate about you, Donaldson. Right. Uh, and it said, um, let me find it. It said, um, oh, I can't find it now, but it was basically about you um, being a caged bird, but we leave the cage open. Oh, here we go. You're like a tamed parrot, Pete. Mm. You like to think you're free, but even with the cage door wide open, you always come back to your perch. There's a pretty boy. Yeah. That's you. That's fine. I'm at Cecil Sharp House watching the future of UK folk music, mate. <laughs> yeah. That's what floats my boat. Bla even, Blair I, Dunlop. I don't even know what who Cecil Sharp House. Where's that? It's near Regent's Park. It's a very right. nice venue, mate. You'd enjoy it, actually. Yeah. It's an award-winning folk and music dance place. I'll wait, I'll wait for it for, you, for it to become cool and then I'll see you there. <laughs> um, do an email. Or do you want me to do another do an email. one? Can you, I, 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 I favourited an email that is just a man talking about Simon Weston. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> for goodness sake. Goodness me. Goodness me. All right, what about this one from Chris Walker? He says, uh, morning all. Uh, the Pink Floyd chat at the start of episode 109 got me thinking and the following imaginary scenario came into my head. Imagine that Pete has invited you, Luke, to go and be in the studio while he's doing his radio show, mm. but has got to go to the toilet midway through. That's probably happened before, hasn't it? I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Um, you lock the studio door so he can't get back in. <laughs> I haven't done that. And you have the chance to play one Pink Floyd song uh, instead of what Pete has planned in a Shawshank Redemption style banging on the window takeover. Right, you, yeah. you, are you familiar with that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so what Pink Floyd song would I choose? Uh, I don't know, probably, probably the longest one so Pete would get more annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, know. we would be playing that anyway. 
Let's make that very clear. Oh, not the Pink Floyd I play, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was from uh, Chris Walker. I don't know, set the controls for the heart of the sun because it's sinister. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. wouldn't know how it would work with the buttons. John uh, yeah, I genuinely says, wouldn't be able to do it, yeah. <laughs> John uh, says, I recently listened to Pod 101. Oh, somebody's really behind. Behind, yeah. Yeah. You're the only listener more behind than we are. Bit fucking rich. We, yeah. we <laughs> yeah. podcast today. Uh, and heard someone nominate people who hate cheese but still eat pizza for room 101. But, I fit this description. Right. The problem I've got with this, Pete, right. is, what's the name of this emailer? Uh, Johnny. We need to We're stop. sorry. Johnny, <laughs> won't you come on home? Johnny needs to understand and stop behaving like the cheese on a pizza isn't cheese. Johnny hates Moz. Jo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, I'm trying to think of other cheeses that sound like jazz. Free the email. Okay. Uh, as someone who fits this description, I thought I should email in and defend myself. It comes down to a texture thing. Texture is the driving force of my palate. That's wonderful. It's, it's great to know oneself. Great album. It? Great album. Is, is that, that is a Pink Floyd album, I think. <laughs> Late on. Crumbly hard cheeses like cheddar are utterly repulsive. However, brie and good mozzarella are amazing. For this reason, I enjoy pizza as the cheese is soft and gooey. And not just pizza, I enjoy melted cheese in any context. The Pete Donaldson meal that I always, the, the meal that I, in quotes, you know, in, in mean, air meal, quotes meal, yeah, yeah, meal, that I always associate with you, Pete, is, um, is the... Student fondue. Yeah, it's the cheese over the back of the mug in the microwave. Yeah. Well, it's not over the back of the mug. Oh, that's another one. I saw a woman who, uh, in a bar, um, a lot of bars in Japan, you, you pay like an entrance fee and you just, and it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like 500 yen, about a drink's worth. Um, right. She took these... Um, Really cheap sort of cheddar slices you'd get. You know the ones that are in the plastic sheets? Yeah, for a burger. Yeah. yeah. Cut them into um, triangles, put them in the microwave, and they hardened. I don't know what kind of cheese it was. Hardened, bubbled, and they were delicious. That's, just, that's a, like almost like a, a turbo version of your student meal. It was incredible. She just went, I went, how did you do this? She went, I put it in the microwave. I went, oh, <laughs> this is delightful. Did you used to fill a mug up with cheese? Yeah, fill the mug up, mug up with cheese, yeah. And then, and then it, basically the rennet would settle, it would, would um, go to the bottom and uh, the grease would... So it was actually making it healthy, if anything, because that tip out the yellow, sort of slightly I, I don't translucent think it, grease. It may well be, but I don't think it improves your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because it is quite tragic. My right leg would go blue for a few days. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I uh, it um, what I thought was um, a lovely soft cheese uh, while I was away. Uh, after a bit of a boozy night out, and it uh, turns out it was butter. Oh, right. Bite in. Oh, oh, that's not great, is Why it? are they in squares? Why are they in cubes? I remember a children's board game in the sort of mid to late 80s. Come on, let's eat some butter, Well, you'd, honestly, it, was, it would never exist now. It was called Dare. Right. And you, you'd play with your pals, mm. and you'd roll a dice and go around the board, and sometimes you would land on a square that said Dare. Mm. You'd take a Dare from the pack, the mm. pack of cards. And honestly, Don- Donny... Some of the dares, honestly, honestly, doctor. Yeah, some of the dares. Right. Honestly, I remember one of them being eat a tablespoonful of butter. <laughs> That's all right. One. Being, Hang on, wait. Tablespoon's a big one. That's yeah. not good. Eat a teaspoon of salt. That's not good yeah. either. No. One of them was like drink, drink. Um, it might have been a teaspoon or a dessert spoon or whatever of of vinegar. It was it was really vinegar's bad stuff. all right. Yeah, but like you know. Cinnamon challenge precursor. True, it? mind you, vinegar Let actually. Water. A teaspoon of vinegar will instantly help the medicine go down. No, it instantly cure your hiccups. Is that true? Yeah, because because you, it, it gives acid, you I think. it gives your body something else to think about. No, I think it's just the acid it just kills it. I don't know why. Kills it. Yeah, <laughs> hiccups like a, a spasm, isn't it? Do I look like a doctor? Right, let's do. <laughs> I've got one final thing to clear right. up. One one piece of admin to clear up before. All we right, go. mama. Um, 
This is from Fred. Uh, he says, hello, after listening to episode 109, uh, another, uh, no, another 109 episode related email, he says, I think I have an idea of what the fruit Pete ate in Zimbabwe might be. Oh, yes, the fleshy, dirty fruit. Yeah. Mm. It sounds very similar to what I had uh, in Sri Lanka, which was called a wood apple. It's wood one of the apple. oddest looking but loveliest fruits I've ever had. I've got another suggestion here. So is that right or wrong? Uh, two. Yes, it could be. Thor, no. It's similar, but it's too. Uh, the, the wood apple looks too dry in the middle. It look, they looks, All right, looks what like about it's too this? much fibre. What about this from Carl in Birmingham? This right. is um, uh, on episode 109. Donnie mentioned the mythical fruit he sampled in Zimbabwe and mentioned it had no name in the English language. After some scouting, I have found its local name. It's Matamba. Matamba. The monkey orange. It really, it really is an odd-looking delicacy, but it's truly a treat. Try looking in Mut- South African supermarkets if you want another one. Oh, Mutamba, it seems. That's how it's yeah, it's known colloquially nah, as the monkey orange. Nah, Not that? No, All right, well, listen, the mystery no. continues. It does look more like the wood apple. It does look more like the wood apple, but the flesh, it just seemed maybe the maybe there was it, it just was a bad one well, or, the or me- a really good one. The memories live on. Oh, one um, day. One day. One day we'll get to the bottom of that mystery. Mm. Donnie, that's about as much as we've got time for. for so as much as I can fucking take, mate. Yeah, our, our late episode of the Luke and Pete show, episode 113. We'll be back on Thursday with 114, of course. Yes. And Pete promises to give you the story of the Colonel. The Colonel of truth the, and yeah. Osakan legend. Is this a military colonel or... No. Okay, right, great. We'll look forward to that then. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Hello at LukeandPeachShow.com. Tell all your friends at Luke and Pete Show on social media. Leave us a review on iTunes if you like us and we'll see you next time. Don't sound so resigned. Leave us a review on iTunes, dickheads. Come on. This is Team Luke and Pete Show. Let's get into it. Your country needs you. Bye. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.